Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today. Or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com, and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, on transformationtalkradio.com. Welcome, welcome, Transformation Talk Radio listeners. My name is Ellen Stewart, and I am the Pushy Broad from the Bronx. I am so delighted to be here on my show today, Recovery Recharged, co-hosted with the fabulous Dr. Pat. How are you yeah, doing? Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. It is a good one. I just want to let you know that there are sometimes there are books that really make an impression on you. And sometimes there are books that absolutely blow you away. And I have the author of this book today. I can't wait for you to hear from Andrew Cap who has written a book called The Last Law of Attraction Book You'll Ever Need to Read. What a mouthful that is in itself. On top of which, he adds a note to that book, which says the missing key to finally tapping into the universe and manifesting your desires. So I can't wait for Dr. Pat and I to talk to this wonderful author. Let me tell you a little bit about Andrew. He's an experienced entrepreneur. He's got this number one best-selling book, and he also has helped lots of people with this book, Entrepreneurs Attracting and Manifesting Money, Relationships, Health, and Success, the Success They've Always Dreamed Of. He also runs a popular YouTube channel, and he provides fun and unique explanations on how easily to use the law of attraction in simple and powerful ways. And I know, Dr. Pat, a lot of your shows on TTR talk about the law of attraction. What do you think about it? Um, I think it's one of those things that uh, initially the idea of the law of attraction was a number of different words without really touching the emotional side of it. And I think we've learned a lot about it. Uh, We've learned a lot about what it is. We've learned a lot about how it works. And we've learned a lot about what it doesn't do. And so, you know, the most important thing for me is I've learned how impersonal it is. But today, I want to hear from our very special guest today. We absolutely do. And I want to talk a lot about what he has to say and also how I use the Law of Attraction book with my recovery clients. So that's a very interesting thing. So Transformation Talk Radio listeners, Recovery Recharge, Dr. Pat and I welcome Andrew Cap. How are you, Andrew? I'm doing great. Ellen and Dr. Pat, thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited to where this conversation might go. I'm sure there are you know, endless possibilities here. So, so thank you so much for having me. And I'm looking to go into whatever road you both might want to walk down on this. And all roads lead to home. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Without a I doubt. Heard that somewhere. <laughs> so let's start with the first question, Andrew. We all want to know what made you write this book? Mm, 
So the, this will be the challenging part of making this a short explanation, but this will probably be the, the longest answer for the entire interview here. Um, you're, you're talking before, Alan, about you know me being an entrepreneur, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to that idea of having to kill their own dinner, so to speak. And um, I was one of those people, you know, it's like you, you don't count on the steady paycheck for your business, or if you're a salesperson, you have to bring in that money. And I think a lot of people in that area of life, among others, they find themselves seeking out positive modalities that include the law of attraction. So for me, law of attraction was one of many things I discovered probably 16 or 17 years ago at this point. And it was one of those things where, you know, I heard it, it made sense. I did it and I would succeed and then I would fail. And it was kind of inconsistent. And I would later find out that I was the one who was being inconsistent because a couple of years later, I kind of worked to the point where that first business, it kind of came to a head where I had a bad week and I lost that business and my girlfriend of three years, all within the span of one week. Probably, I think probably with a span of three days, actually. And um, Ellen, we had this conversation before. She didn't just break up uh, in person or even over a phone call. She broke up over text, which um, that's how bad it was. I mean, three-year relationship, that and losing my company. And I had to look in the mirror and say, something's not working here. And I almost had like this epiphany of like, well, that law of attraction thing kind of worked whenever I actually did it. And I was just stubborn and indignant enough that I'm like, listen, I'm just going to go all in with this. And I was in with the attitude of like, I don't care what happens or how it happens or when it happens or why it happens. All I know is I'm going to go all in, which is really just another way of saying I'm making sure five to 10 minutes every single day, I'm going to engage in a gratitude process or a visualization process or whatever it was that used to work until I stopped doing it for some silly reason. And because I was so stubborn and indignant, I held to it. And the results were miraculous. Like within two weeks, I felt better, which I think everyone can say that that means a lot with a broken heart. Within three months, I'm in a brand new, way healthier relationship and I'm over my ex. Within four months, I'm making more money than at any point in my life before then. And within six months, everything's different. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm waking up happy and fulfilled. And I learned through that life experience, not another author, not another book, not a video, not a mentor, but through the life experience that at least for me, if this is the law of attraction or whatever it might be, it works when you work it. And it wasn't until 11 years later, I'd been doing all different things in my business. I'd been following this path in my life where I said, I want to do something new. What can I do in my business to be candid that I'm not going to get bored? I'm not going to get impatient. I can actually really dive in and really be passionate about it. And I said, okay, this law of attraction thing, this has been such a big part of my life. Can I finally give myself permission to say, yes, I can articulate this. Yes, I can deliver a message in hopefully a way that people will be able to hear and implement it. And it was of that attitude, you can see this big, bold mouthful of a title, the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. I wanted it to be that thing where people would finally get what they needed from it if they were following the law of attraction, where they would just do it long enough and they'd give themselves permission long enough to get a result. And then just like me, it wouldn't be the book that taught them. It wouldn't be me as an author. It wouldn't be anything other than their life experience. And, you know, I, I released it late 2019 and I've just been off to the races ever since. And that will hopefully be my longest answer of the entire show. Well, I, I'm not so sure because I think one of the things, and thank you for that long answer, because that long answer is an answer that so many people relate to. You know, one of the things I was reading in your book was when you pointed out, and, and I just circled it, that there are uh, two kinds of people, I think you say, or two types of people mm -hmm. uh, that find their way to the book. There are those that are brand new, have never heard Law of Attraction before, and there are a lot of people 
that have not. Uh, and, and, and yet uh, there are those that have been aware of it, but just have not found a way to put all the pieces together. And I think about that, and, and that's why I was excited about the book, to say the last one you'll ever need, because no one ever went back to people after The Secret and said, you know, there's a couple of pieces that are missing, mm. right? And I want to ask you this, in writing this, what kind of challenges in your life did you bump into to really come to that realization? Well, the the challenge was for me that where I where I came to the realization was really in the fact that those early years it wasn't working the way it was supposed to. And then all of a sudden it did. And and me being um not only being like a you know, I'm I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs can relate. I can be really obsessive about details. I'm also obsessive about human nature and the way the mind works. And I was very curious in that point, it's like, okay, what's the difference here? Like, what happened? Like, how did this finally end up like clicking, so to speak? And it was in that examination of what I used to do to trip myself up and what I did, I guess, internally that I can kind of look back and almost reverse engineer that finally got me to do it. So for me, and I'm hoping I'm answering the question here. Yeah. It was really just about being able to look at myself more honestly and identify where I was tripping myself up because I think I... And I don't know how this resonates for certain people to hear this, but I don't like to say that anything is your fault in particular to anyone listening, but everything is still your responsibility. Meaning whether or not you got yourself into a certain mess, only you have the power to put yourself out. So you might as well embrace that. So for me, it was just about embracing responsibility, the self-personal responsibility to be like, okay, I've got to sort this out. What am I doing for myself? And by the way, how can I catch myself in all my BS, to be really candid, so that I don't fall into all traps, so that I can sustain this with the understanding, at least in my perspective, that if you just do five or 10 minutes a day of simple gratitude, it's going to basically kind of reset you. Whether you believe in the law of attraction, you're resetting yourself energetically, or you don't, and then you're resetting yourself psychologically. That's the beauty of this. This transcends whether you believe in the law of attraction or not. You know, it's very interesting what you say, and, and Dr. Pat's question was a good one, because in recovery, at the end of a meeting, we say it works if you work it, mm. right? It works if you work it. And what Andrew's basically saying is, if I don't work it the right way, it's not going to work. So, so you also mentioned something in your book about the fact that the law of attraction itself, if you could describe that, was basically what we talked about before, that positive energy attracts positive energy. Mm. And also, you have a very great feeling here that, that one can manifest the law of attraction simply by kind of going with that energy and going with the flow of that energy. And when you work against that energy, the law of attraction doesn't work for you. Is that safe to say? Yeah, I mean, a quick way of wording it, you know, I guess in in regard to that or, or in follow-up to that is, listen, we, we have, we focus on certain things and our thoughts have a lot more power to them than we realize. If you believe in the universe, your thoughts are energy, just like everything is everything about you, including yourself is energy. And because like attracts like by thinking about that thing, you're basically reaching out into the whole energetic soup that is the entire universe. And you're going to mirror back that reality to you. But again, just to kind of walk this fine line for people that aren't really down with this, that's okay. But I'd say this, your brain is a supercomputer, and it's a lot more powerful than you realize. 
your subconscious mind is a lot more powerful than you realize. Like me personally, I believe it's a combination of the law of attraction and your subconscious mind because it's all the same thing. But regardless of which way, I mean, the, the reason that when people think about their job promotion, for example, and then it comes versus people that keep thinking about it and it doesn't come is because those people that are thinking about that job promotion that they want with impatience or frustration or fear or uncertainty or doubt, they're not thinking about the job promotion. They think they are. They're actually thinking about the lack of the promotion, which is why it's so upsetting and it doesn't feel good. Whereas those people that do focus on it, they meditate on it, they have gratitude for it with anticipation and enthusiasm and excitement. It, that's basically fueling the actual energy of it, again, to the universe or psychologically, that's gonna bring those opportunities. Maybe they come up with better ideas. Maybe they, they have a better, more confident inflection in their voice. Maybe there's something about their body language that speaks to everyone else that makes their boss like them more. Who knows what myriad of things it might be, but it just happens. And that's the beauty of it. It just happens when you focus on what you actually want. So do you believe that the law of attraction will work with people that actually don't believe in the law of attraction? Absolutely. You know, one of the favorite ways I, I like to describe this to people, I always like to put things in like a tangible explanation because everyone gets physical whether they believe in something or not. And um, I liken it to lifting weights to get muscles, which I know that's a very oversimplified thing, but everyone still understands it. And um, I think we had this conversation before, Ellen, like there's two explanations as to what I would give as to what happens when you lift your weights to get those muscles. Explanation number one is you lift weights and you go to sleep and while you're sleeping, the muscle fairy comes and waves a magic wand and poof, you've got muscles. Explanation number two is you, when you're lifting weights, you're putting so much stress on your body that your muscles are literally tearing in little areas. And then what your body does, it responds by healing itself by filling in those gaps with more muscle fiber, hence more muscles. And most people are gonna be like, okay, Andrew, if I have to choose between one of those, I'm choosing that second explanation, even though you kind of butchered that one. But I tell people, it actually doesn't matter, at least in the context of what we're talking about here. What matters is you lift weights, you get muscles. You put in X, you get Y. And by that same token, whether or not you believe in the law of attraction, at least in my experience with people that believe in it and who haven't believed in it, when you engage in these processes of feeling gratitude, of visualization, of scripting, all those things by hook or by crook, you will start to see the results. And to the people that still don't believe in it, I say, beautiful, don't credit me, don't credit my book, don't credit the law of attraction, don't credit the universe, but at least acknowledge that you were doing this very simple, easy thing for five minutes a day and it got a result. So why mess with the formula? Why not engage in it anyway, regardless of how it's actually happening? You know, so, I want to ask you uh, if I could ask this question. Oh, Ellen, do you want to go to a break first? No, it's up to you, dear. Okay. You I want to ask you this because um, there are what people have called lofty goals or higher order goals. Mm -hmm. And there are things that we sit down and we've gone through and there've been many iterations of the law of attraction and how you get from where you are to where you want to go. I want to ask you, what do you think the major potholes have been up until this point, up until this book? What are the major potholes that folks have stepped in, probably all of us, right? In achieving Right. So one of the things I love is uh, in my own version of myself is, do I actually believe that I'm going to achieve this? But there's mm. a question mark. 
you know, we have gone down the path. People have tried everything under the sun and then they step into a pothole and something doesn't work the way they want. What have you discovered along the way some of those potholes might be? You know what? I'll, I'll give you the biggest pothole I've discovered okay. because I find often that a lot of the other potholes are like an offshoot of that one. Okay. And this comes down to, again, we'll put it in the context of law of attraction, put it in the context of goals. You're thinking about this thing that you want or you're just desiring it, you're noticing that. Um, a lot of times people will engage in a law of attraction process, whether it's visualization or gratitude or scripting, and they're doing the method to get their result which is like, okay, well, duh, that's what the books say. That's what everyone says. Why wouldn't I do the method to get the result? But there's a hidden little trick in there. There's a little distinction. You want to do the method for the sake of enjoying the method, for the sake of feeling good in that moment, which will then indirectly get the result. Because when you're doing the method to get the result, you're in the mindset of, I don't have this thing. You're reinforcing the mindset and the energy and the psychology of, I don't have this thing. So even goal setting, People ask me, hey, Andrew, do you set goals or do you believe in goals? Do you believe in deadlines? My ultimate answer is, do these deadlines or do these goals make you feel better and more confident about this thing or do they insert a false pressure or resistance? Me personally, I don't like deadlines because for me, it makes me feel more apprehensive about the thing. But if someone says, well, no, the deadline makes me feel confident because I feel coming, I'm like, beautiful. If that's how it actually feels, you're on the right track. So Dr. Pat, long, wind, you know, long story short, too long didn't read. The pothole is in when people are trying to force something without realizing they're trying to force it and thereby reinforcing the lack of it rather than the actual thing, rather than just enjoying their lives in the meantime to whatever measure they can while that thing is coming to them. So take a minute, if we could, because I, I've gone, I've read your book, and I want to just take a minute. There's so many great things in here, especially some of the questions you have us ask ourselves about things. Um, but give us your short version, if you could, about mm -hmm. the law of attraction and what you've discovered. And the reason I'm asking this question, a book came across my desk, I don't know how many interviews ago. It had to be, I don't know, maybe eight years ago. And when I got the book, I thought, there's no way this book works. I mean, I could hear myself say it. And the book was called The Only Little Prayer You'll Ever Need. And I thought to myself, that can't be, that can't be correct. Mm. But I did find out it really is the only other prayer you really need. And then when you read the book, you'll know there are multiple versions of the prayer. But there were many ways that people attempted to believe something and achieve it and did step in that pothole. So mm -hmm. from your perspective, you now talk about the law of attraction, in my opinion, in a way that pretty much this is gonna be the slide and glide to manifestation. So give us your perspective on the law of attraction. Right, well, the law of attraction, basically you are going to attract what you think, whether you realize that you're thinking or not, whether you're focusing on it consciously or subconsciously. So for me, I'm a strategy guy. I would say with that understanding <laughs> that the law of attraction means you're going to do it. I asked the question of myself and anyone reading, what can we do strategically to therefore with that understanding, focus ourselves in a positive way, focus on the things that we want. And for me, it comes down to gratitude for the most part or things around the, along that nature, because that's just a way of telling the universe or your subconscious mind or a combination that you have what you want, that you attract what you want. So it all comes down really to thinking, feeling good while thinking about what you have or what you want or a combination of both. 
that's all it comes down to. And even you were saying about like this, this missing little piece or this missing prayer. For me, I mean, I think I put like 19 methods in there. I only do that because people have different personalities and they might want to go about it differently. Any one method, whether it's my book or someone else's, as long as you feel good while thinking about what you have or what you want or both, that's all there is to it. And by the way, that's a little trick. People make this more complicated than it needs to be. It is that simple. It's as simple as enjoying life in the moment as much as you can and strategically inviting more by feeling good in that moment. I think for us, I, I understand it really, really well because I know when I apply it to recovery, I use the third step, Dr. Pat. It's my let go, let God uh, portion of this. And I think that the, the law of attraction works for me, not only because I, I extend positive energy outward, but I am prepared for what the universe is going to deliver for me in a positive way. And sometimes, as Andrea has said before, it's not what I originally intended. But the law of attraction seems to work the best when you are open to the positive flow of the universe. And that's what I got from your book. And that's what I got from the way you described your book, that if positive energy is out there, that the universe or my higher power or the good intentions that I spread will bring me back good intentions, sometimes beyond my wildest dreams and sometimes far exceeding my original expectations of need. And I think that's why people sometimes get jammed up because they don't realize what's coming to them is not always exactly what they thought they wanted. Mm. So they close their, their, their mind and their body off to it. And, you know, and I've had similar circumstances. I had no idea that Andrew would agree to be on our show today. None whatsoever. I was reading his book and I had a question and I looked online and it says, please email the author, which I did. I emailed Andrew. <laughs> I said, I have a question about your book. And he answered me right away. And like, I didn't expect that. It's, you know, I just wanted an answer. I thought his people would get back to me. And when he answered me, I said, you know what? He'd be great for Transformation Talk Radio. And I asked him to be on the show. And he said, without a doubt, he would do it. I had no intention of that happening, but positive energy out there brought a positive energy back. So if we can stay with an open, positive mind, I think that's how the law of attraction works the best. And I think that, Andrew, you put it in ways that we can understand. You describe it in three ways, gratitude, scripting, and visualization. Can you talk a little bit about those methods? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for for the compliment, I, I appreciate more than words can say. I mean, it was my goal to, to make this in a in a way that we can kind of latch onto. That's actually why I had three types of what I call manifestation methods, gratitude and scripting and visualization. Because again, everyone has different personalities and some people, they, some people tell themselves they can't visualize, for example. So scripting, um, just to, to knock that one out first, basically scripting is basically journaling about your life in the present tense. You're writing everything in the present tense as if you're already living your dream life. And that's something that's good for people if they like to um, handwrite, or maybe they like to type, or maybe they don't like to do either of those things, they can speak it, they can do spoken scripting, which by the way, is a backwards hack for people that say they can't visualize, or I'm like, okay, do that. They don't yeah. even realize that their subconscious mind is now processing positive images. But so scripting is, is a favorite one. And um, I actually put an interview on my YouTube channel about a friend of mine who used that to go from zero dollars to over a million in 16 months like it's it's that powerful um visualization for the people that like that it's really just you know like what it sounds like you know whether you close your eyes or not 
you envision whatever situations you want. And for me, at least, it isn't, you're not forcing the feelings. Whatever feelings come through that visualization will come naturally without trying to make them bigger than they have to be, without assigning what they need to be specifically. And for me, I, I do different varieties and different versions so that people have different types. Um, gratitude, of course, it is what it sounds like. It's uh, going putting yourself through a process where you give yourself the opportunity to feel gratitude and appreciation for whatever you might be focusing on, whether it's something that you have already or whether it's something that you want or whether it's somebody in your life or whether it's something about your job or whether it's an aspect of your health. Like there are no limits. That's the beauty of all this. There's no limits. Whatever you can do through these three ways to feel good, that's all that it comes down to. And again, we all have busy lives. We can't be doing this for an hour. Five minutes really is enough to set the tone of what you want for your energy or your mood or your biochemistry or your psychology or whatever makes the most sense to someone listening to this. Yeah, I, one of the things I wanna talk about when we come back is I wanna talk about the way that you take us literally by the hand, if I do say that. And I wanna say that because what I love about this approach is you don't assume that anybody has any experience with the law of attraction. And so in your book, what you're coming at is look, do this now. Take a moment, close your eyes. So you're introducing folks to a clean sheet, a, a canvas that has no paint on it. And as you do that, and I want to acknowledge you for that, because a lot of the books that have come out over the past 10 years assume people have something on their canvas. And you acknowledge the fact that we can create from a clear white canvas. We can create. And then here's how you do it. When we come back from break, I would like to talk with you about one of the statements in your book, everything is energy and the promises in the 12-step program. Ellen, what do you think? I think that's a great idea. All right. For those of you just tuning in, first of all, let me say we're really thrilled today uh, to have Andrew Cap joining us here today. The book is the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. Uh, and so, Andrew, what is the best way for people to get this copy of the book? I know I got my Kindle version of it, but how do people get it and how do they find out about you? Yeah, thanks for asking. You know, I always have two links for people. The first one is lastlawofattractionbook.com, and that auto forwards to the Amazon listing where you can get it in Kindle or paperback or audiobook if you prefer to listen. But people that, um, if finances are tight and they don't want to pull up their wallet, you can just go to youtube.com slash Cap. And that's where I give them my free content. I'll teach new methods and try to make things a little bit interesting so that it latches on and gives people a new perspective of the law of attraction. And when we come back to, we're also going to talk about why this book and what Andrew's talking about works even in the pandemic. Ellen, how do people find out more about you and your work? Well, I'm doing a special 30-minute free session for COVID stress relief. So please come to PushyBroadFromTheBronx.com or call my 800 number, 800-889-1757. Take a complimentary 30-minute session with me and alleviate some of the stress that's happening around us today. Yeah, we've got a lot to talk about right now. When we come back, putting the methods to work, how do they work? Could they work in addiction and recovery programs? And what are the examples of how they work? For those of you out there, Andrew's got the book to guide you through it. When we come back, we're going to talk story. We'll be right back. Are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death from debilitating pain and loss 
Follow Angie Corbett Kuiper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind. Anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit BeyondProof.com. When you lose a child, you find yourself part of a club that you never chose to join. There is a way to find meaning and joy in your life again. Jen Ripa has created a six-week sacred grief system, helping you let go of grief, heal with compassion, and understand what's available to you in the rest of your life. It can feel scary acknowledging that a part of you wants to move forward because you're not sure how to do it in a way that honors your child. The good news is that when you allow yourself to address your grief in a multi-sensory way, you can transition from sadness, regret, and hopelessness into a life that gives you peace, joy, and meaning. Jennifer understands with deep compassion how you're feeling because she's been there. For more information about the Sacred Grief Course, visit Thriveology.com. That's T-H-R-I-V-O-L-O-G-I-E.com. Caring for someone with a life-altering diagnosis? You are a care hero. Navigating the unfamiliar options can be overwhelming, but you are not alone. Tune in to A Cup of Comfort with me, Trish Laub, twice monthly on Transformation Talk Radio. Let me guide you through your care hero journey by providing actionable information on how to care for a loved one in need. For more information about me, visit trishlaub.com. That's trishlaub, L-A-U-B as in boy, dot com. Did you know that when we talk about the Earth's ecosystems, the most important ecosystem has been left out? You, we created the ecosystem approach to recapture human potential. Find us at theecosystemapproach.org. Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on TransformationTalkRadio.com. How to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles share stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. Are you ready to shift your life into overdrive and stop wasting your time? If so, then I want to invite you right now to the Body Regeneration Online Academy with me, Tracy L. In a world filled with so much information, you can get overloaded and confused, left feeling like you've tried everything and still no results. If this is you, then this platform is for you to help you step into your power, your intuition, and gain clarity. You will learn simple tools that you can use as you walk down the street. And I will teach you how to grow a stronger connection to the God consciousness. Imagine having me as your coach, shifting you, uplifting you, empowering you every week. And most of all, helping you stay connected so you can navigate your life's journey with ease and grace. Nothing will be able to get in your way. Plus, you will have a community filled with souls just like you to pick you up when you fall down and support you on your wins. No one can go this journey alone. 
If you are ready for your live activations, check me out at tracylclark.com and join the TLC Body Regeneration Online Academy now. Welcome back, Transformation Talk Radio listeners. My name is Ellen Stewart. I'm the pushy broad from the Bronx, and I'm here with the fabulous Dr. Pat. And we are here with author Andrew Cap. And the book is the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. And believe me, you need to go get it. And we're going to talk a little bit about how this book specifically has resonated with people in recovery and something that I use in terms of working with recovery individuals. So we talked about something and Dr. Pat's gonna bring this up about some of the methods that we've used in this, that Andrew has used in this book and how they parallel recovery work. I mean, gratitude and, and visualization and also something called the promises in recovery. So Dr. Pat, can you explain to us a little bit about the promises and how this book worked for you? Yeah. And one of the things that I was really struck by and, and, and Andrew, for you to talk about is, you know, once upon a time, uh, way back in the day, someone said to me, you, you, we, you need to memorize these. You need to memorize these. And I'm thinking to myself, why? And they are called the AA promises, which are used in, in many, many programs. But they are really promises. And there are 12 of them. And when somebody says, you need to memorize something, we are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. And you memorize it, and you say it over and over and over again. Something about it sticks. But then when you're asked, once you've memorized it, now keep track in your life and see how many times a whole new attitude and outlook on life will change. See how afraid you are of people moving forward. And I want to talk to you about this because you have many exercises in your book uh, that help people go from a place of disbelief, if I can say that, or at least let's just call it doubt, to actually seeing things come to life. Tell us about that, Andrew. Tell us about that process that literally people can start to see things change. Right. Well, you know, you're just talking how you were told to to memorize these promises. <laughs> and I hear that and I'm like, okay, here's a version of somebody in service to you and to the best of their ability, laying out a foundation of information that's going into your brain. And that was really the approach that I wanted to take with this book. For me, this, I mean, Everyone writes books in their own way. And some people, they just want to be smart. Some people want to make an impact. The, the unique thing that I try to bring into this is I wanted it to be an experience from page one to page 208 or 210 so that people were carried through and that the information would come in as, as easily as possible. That's part of the whole thing where when, when you have methods, whether it's mine or somebody else's, that the steps are easy to follow everything goes from there. Or another way of saying it, when the information is easy or convenient to process. So for me, this is all about, again, presenting different options for people that they're gonna be able to follow it step by step. And by the way, for my book, at least they have the freedom to tweak it if they wanna make something a little bit more to their liking. So that this whole aspect of believing or feeling better, it's almost baked into the thing. It isn't something that you're re feeling better, at least from my perspective, for, for this book isn't something that you should have to reach for. It should be something that happens automatically while you're just doing this, while you're giving yourself permission to not put too much pressure on yourself. So again, I'm not sure if I, if I answered the question right, but it was all about 
laying this out in a way that the human mind can very easily process and more importantly can actually utilize and implement because um, kind of hence with the title I think a lot of times we go into over information consumption mode and under implementation where it should be the reverse mm -hmm. we should get enough information to say okay I understand this and implement right away and use it whatever way we can to our advantage. Yeah. The other thing I want to say, and Ellen jump in here, is I was reading through the book and I was reading in the chapter on success. And I was so glad to get to the point where you say this, you can feel good about anything. Yes. Ellen, talk about emotions a little bit, because right out of the gate, Andrew, you're like, you can feel good about anything. Boy, that right there is like a gold nugget. It really is. And, and I think that's, that's kind of the combination between the two things. Just by putting positive thoughts into your brain automatically, uh, you know, puts across positive feelings. And I think that's the thing that Andrew is saying. It becomes intrinsic. It's not forced. So when we, we memorize the promises and we don't maybe believe it right up front, our recovery tells us to act as if begin to say it over and over again, which is what Andrew teaches us by scripting, right? We know what we want. So we turn around and say, I want this to come to pass or it has already come to pass because he talks about some of it in his time-lapse method, method to, to talk about it as if it has already happened to you. And that automatically generates a positive feeling as if it has already happened. And that's something that we really have to master in recovery because our feelings can sometimes go in the opposite direction so quickly. So it's really good to have the tools to be able to turn our feelings around to a positive notion and a positive force. It's very real for us. Mm -hmm. Andrew, mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's, I wanna ask you this as a follow-up to that. I don't think there's any mistake that this book is out in the middle of a pandemic. Hmm. It's funny how that works. I, you know, I published it a couple months before things hit. I had no idea that that was going to happen. But um, I think actually, you know, whether it's my book or anything, things happen for a reason, but sometimes we don't know the reason. And, you know, just like, you know, kind of like along the lines of what Ellen was just talking about, I think sometimes, you know, if someone's looking for the love of their life, for example, and, you know, they can focus on that. They can, have, you know, go into gratitude and scripting and visualization methods to enhance romance in their life. But by that same token, the fact that they want that, if they spend every day feeling good about any other part of their life, they would still be inviting that. I think that's the beauty of this. Like there's so much, oh, there's so many possibilities and so many ways by which good things can happen. And I also think sometimes at least, you know, for the real, like the complicated weird stuff that's like out of reach, I personally like the idea that I can't quarterback the whole thing myself. I like the idea that I can't think of every last step because the steps will come to me. I will understand over time only if I'm focused on the good thing, whether it's the universe bringing me a coincidence or whether I have a really good idea and I'm inspired to action. There's so many different combinations, but the fact that I don't know ahead of time, I just know that it's going to be okay. I'm just stepping into that power of I am, which is, oh my God, if people only realized the power of making that claim of I am, like, you know, I am on this on this path of, of a better life. I am on this recovery road. They don't realize that's actually, that isn't a lie, whether, whether it feels like one or not. It's an actual real power that they are creating within their lives and, and basically the world around them. It's an unbelievable, amazing thing that to this day, I still don't understand completely, but I appreciate wholly. 
So would you do me a favor, Andrew, and give us a really specific method that people can take away with today? One of your favorite methods of a law of attraction for us to practice? Yeah, you know, I'd love to sneak two in. I'd love to sneak my favorite one from the book, but then I want to tell everyone the one that I'm doing every single day for myself these days. That way, a little little extra value here, right? So the one from my book, my favorite one is one of the gratitude methods. It's called the time lapse. And it's pretty simple. You're going to write down a list of 15 things that you're grateful for. Five of those things are from your past. Five of them are from your present and five are things that you want in your future. The key of all this, though, is they are all going to be phrased out in the present tense so that if you read this out to somebody, they wouldn't know whether it's happening or it has happened. Like, they wouldn't know. They would just know, okay, it must be a real thing now. So you've got these 15 things. They're phrased in the present tense, and you're going to want to jumble up your list. So maybe the first thing is a present followed by a past, followed by a future, another present. Who knows? And with that list all jumbled up, everything in the present tense, you're going to read through each one and give yourself 20 to 60 seconds to feel gratitude for it. And the beauty of this method is, you know, two thirds of that list is real. It either has happened or it is happening. Meaning the gratitude that you can experience for that, it isn't something that you have to manufacture. There's a certainty and a power behind that, that, you know, you just, it is what it is. And because humans, we don't shift, you know, our minds don't downshift very easily. Those future things that are interspersed are going to have a certain confidence and certainty to them also as you're reading them. And it just feels good. That's the beauty of this. Let's say that I'm lying or I'm deluded and that the law of attraction isn't real. You're still taking a portion of your day where you're feeling good away from your stresses, away from your worries, away from your doubts, away from anything else. You're giving yourself this gift of a calm, peaceful moment where you're altering your body chemistry in a positive way. You're reinforcing neural pathways in your brain towards positive emotions just by doing this thing. So it's a win no matter what. But the really cool thing is, at least in my experience, is when you do this consistent without needing uh, a result, without requiring it, but just inviting it, amazing things will happen as well. And again, it's pretty easy. Um, But also to quickly tell people what I do every single day, because even that, like, for me, it's all about convenience. What method can you do that will fit into your lifestyle, whether you're really on the run or you have 15 minutes to do it, like whatever it might be. So one thing I do every single day is I record a message on my phone of all the things that I'm grateful for. And, you know, maybe it's one minute, oftentimes it's five or six. And I send it to my friend across the country who does the same thing for me. And what we've done is we've built in a social pressure here because it's very easy sometimes to let ourselves down, but we were like a little more apprehensive about letting our friend down. So because we're worried about that, we've instilled that extra pressure. So sometimes I send it first, sometimes he sends it first. Sometimes I'm inspired by what he sends, sometimes vice versa. But it's this ongoing thing that we basically were in our fourth year of doing this. Meaning when I've said to him before the book actually came out, I'm so grateful for that, that this book is getting so many five-star reviews. I'm so grateful for all the positive emails. I'm so grateful for the impact. It felt very real. And I'm still saying that today. It's still in the present tense. He can't tell the difference, but we've seen each other grow in so many ways and all these things that we've doing over the past three plus years into this fourth year now. And it's just, it's an amazing thing. I highly recommend if you find someone that can do it with you consistently to have that back and forth because your life will never be the same. Well, gratitude certainly works, and especially in recovery, right, Dr. Pat? Yeah, I think the thing for me is I alluded to the fact where that book that I mentioned, uh, the takeaway was something that, uh, just like you're talking about today, are you willing to start out with gratitude, right? Are, Are you willing to take the first step? 
So what was interesting is, thank you, God, was the prayer. At the time, it was the only thing I could really muster up. And the challenge I had was 70 times a day for 70 days. That's all I'm going to say. It didn't matter. If somebody burns the toast, thank you. And it could be, thank you, God. Thank you, universe. Thank you, whatever you believe in. And what I discovered is all of a sudden it became automatic. I didn't have to think, did I say it 70 times? I remember early on trying to count and then think, oh, my God, I don't know. And then I would start over. And, you know, the thing that I love about what you talk about in the book is you say right at the top of the page, put your gratitude. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the energy of that, because you also talk about, Andrew, the fact that everything is energy. Talk about the energy of gratitude. Yeah, well, I mean, imagine like imagine when when you're you're first becoming an adult and you're facing whatever the hardest times are in your life as you're an adult now as the weight of the world's on your shoulders and someone came to you and said listen um i've got a, a secret formula all you have to do is feel good about stuff and things are going to get better and better you'd be like what that that's too good to be true but the thing is it actually is true and the thing is like we are the energy, when we become the energy of gratitude, which is just another way of saying we embrace it and we are willing to allow ourselves to feel it. And we're also willing to not judge ourselves or shame ourselves if we don't feel enough of it. Like when we can be just totally open and, and basically open to the idea that we're feeling whatever we can, we become that energy and we invite that energy. It almost becomes like a chicken and an egg sort of thing where you just are. You are better. You are happier. You are more fulfilled. And it's something that kind of builds on itself and grows more and more and more just by taking that, that time out or making that decision or making that choice to say, I'm going to engage in this process and invite the energy knowing I'm surrounded by this energy no matter what. So I might as well embrace it and I might as well enhance whatever I can and invite more of it into my life. And that's really important because we understand how to manage positive energy and positive thoughts. And when we combine what we know or what we believe might work with what the universe is going to do and allow ourselves to have that combination of energy, it works in a positive way. But when we're in recovery and sometimes in the depths of recovery and questioning everything that's happening because we're not sure, one of the things that we suffer is, as active addicts and alcoholics is is we are sometimes slaves to our ego mm -hmm. and to actually work out here the difference between our conscious mind, our ego, and our subconscious mind. So can, so can you talk about that in terms of law of attraction? Yeah. So, I mean, the way I describe it in my book, we, we've got three minds. We've got the subconscious, we've got the conscious, and we've got the subconscious. And right in the middle, we've got what I define as the ego. And it, it's kind of like, it's interesting that the ego's in the middle because the ego really is stronger than the conscious mind but the subconscious mind is stronger than everything. In fact, Dr. Pat was kind of speaking to this about repeating that thing until it became automatic. Now, getting back to the ego, as I describe it, it's only got one job in this world, and that's to keep you alive. That's all it all cares about is that you were surviving. And this is really important because, you know, someone out there might want to be rich or famous, right? But for all your ego that wants to keep you alive knows is that if you become famous, you're going to get a bunch of stalkers, and that's a threat to your survival. For all your ego knows is if you get a lot of money, distant family is going to come out of the woodwork and try to take it from you. It's a threat to your survival. So your ego, while it loves you, in my opinion, and this is a misguided attempt to kind of keep you stuck in place, it, do, it just doesn't want to risk the status quo because it's not concerned with your happiness. 
It's not concerned with your satisfaction. It's not concerned with any of that. And you know, whatever money problems or relationship problems or even health problems you have right now, all it's computing is, okay, this person's alive. I'm doing my job. Let's keep it this way. This is where the subconscious mind becomes so powerful and so important because, you know, when you go to a gratitude method, for example, or you're repeating an affirmation like thank you or thank you, God, or thank you, universe, you are bypassing the ego, accessing the subconscious mind. And then all of a sudden you've got like this powerhouse behind you that's doing everything. I mean, again, you're going to do a lot of this stuff for yourself, but so much heavy lifting is going to be done for you in cooperation with that. You know, you're going to you're going to have more emotional resilience. Like the, I think emotional resilience is a perfect example because you can't force that, but you can invite it. You just find yourself having it. And then all of a sudden you're the one who's more empowered to make better choices and really to, to, to claim a better station in life for yourself. So it all comes down to understanding that your ego doesn't mean any harm, but it is trying to keep you stuck in place. You want to find ways through affirmation or gratitude or visualization to bypass it, have the subconscious mind do it for you. And here's the cool part. When you reach that new higher station, your ego is going to be like, oh my God, my person's alive. Now I'm going to fight tooth and nail to protect that level. So it's going to find ways of reinforcing that for you. And before you know it, again, you start doing things automatically that are in your best interest or other good things start to happen for you. Andrew, let me ask you this, because we didn't mention this before. Uh, early back, and Ellen chime in, early back, I said, you know, one of the things I learned is that, you know, the law of attraction and the universe are impersonal. And I never explained what that meant. But if I look at my own life, if I say blank, blank, blank is awful, that is actually an affirmation. Mm -hmm. And so can you just talk to that part? Because sometimes people say, well, why do I have to say it? If I have to feel it, maybe I don't feel like that. The question is, whatever we put out, isn't that what the universe is engaging us with? Yeah. In my book, I call it the disinterested donut guy. Um, <laughs> yes. Because it's yeah. like, you know, everyone can relate to going up to, you know, go to Dunkin' Donuts or wherever. They go to the counter, they order the donuts. You're never going to find the clerk being like, you know what? I don't know you, but I don't think you're going to like the chocolate glazed. I'm going to give you something else or, or whatever. My, like whatever donuts you order are the donuts that they're going to give you. And by that same token, the universe is just, it's just going to mirror back. So whether it's positive or negative, all you need to know is that you're going to get that mirror back to you. So again, it becomes a strategy where the universe doesn't care if you give it all the instructions and all the blueprints to have the greatest life ever, or if you give it the instruction and blueprints to have the worst life ever, it's going to reflect that back to you. It's not its job to say, no, 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 this isn't good for you. I'm going to give you something instead. Its job is to say, okay, I recognize what you're putting out there and I'm going to give it back to you. And anyone that doesn't agree with that or doesn't think that that's okay I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just going to say, since it seems to be that way, and since it seems to be happening to you, you might as well use that knowledge and use that feedback to your advantage. Like for me, whether I agree with something or not, if I'm getting the feedback that tells me it's true, I'm going to ask myself, okay, now that I know that this is what's coming back, what can I do in my best interest to get a better result? And for me, knowing this about the universe, knowing this about my psychology, knowing this about the combination, I'm going to put out that positivity. I'm going to do what I can to not judge people so harshly because I know that that's going to come back on me. If I'm looking for the love of my life and I see a happy couple, I'm not going to be jealous of them. I'm going to say, thank you, universe, for showing me this example of what's on the way to me. Thank you, universe, for showing me that this is possible right in my face. Thank you for this reminder that people fall in love and that love is possible, that love is achievable, that love is likely, that it's probable. I'm going to do that rather than going, 
why do they have the love and I don't? Because I'm just reinforcing that I don't have the love. It all comes down to strategy. It all comes down to understanding. That's the beauty of this. Once you know that, you are in the driver's seat. And that comes back to the responsibility where you could really empower yourself and love yourself enough. That's what it comes down, loving yourself enough. And you are worthy to know that you're worthy and to invite those better things by just focusing on, on better situations, better scenarios, and better thoughts. Wow. I know. And in the beginning, especially in early recovery, we have to understand, we have to kind of follow direction. We kind of have to do constant affirmations like you were constantly memorizing the promises, even in the beginning, if you didn't want to. But those messages were coming into your brain in a positive way. We were turning it over, so to speak, like we do in the first, second and third steps, turning it over and realizing that a power greater than ourselves could possibly restore us to sanity if we went with the flow. Okay, so that's kind of the beauty of the whole thing with affirmation work and with gratitude work and everything that basically the, the 12 steps instill in a very practical way. And what Andrew was telling us is that you don't necessarily have to follow the law of attraction techniques perfectly, right? You don't have to do things step by step in order for things to happen. Is that right? Right. Like the, they're, they're laid out in a very easy to follow way, but that's only for people that don't want to tweak it. But everyone needs to understand that, again, it only comes down to feeling good while having while thinking about what you want or thinking about what you have or both and um i'll i'll give people like um when we we're talking on the break i'm going to give your audience right now the highest piece of information that um i want them to touch on and dr pat you mentioned this the subconscious mind can't tell the difference between perceived reality and actual reality i'm paraphrasing you but that that's something you were talking about right and you think about it olympic athletes do this olympic athletes go through their competition in their mind over and over and over and over again before they actually win that gold medal. Um, military, not, not just US, but different governments across the world, they have their soldiers and their military people engage in this process. They're not gonna put money or ideas or time or energy or resources behind something that they haven't seen work. Like this stuff, it, it just is what it is. There's so much power to it. And the fact that people that have power and resources choose to go that way tells you everything you need to know about why you should do it for yourself as well. Wow, thank you. What a great show, Ellen. Fantastic. Andrew, thank you. Thank you. Andrew, um, the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read, Andrew Cap on Amazon, and I loved it with Kindle and audiobook combined. That's, that's the way to go. Andrew, thank you so much for everything. Thank you so much for shining a fresh, new, bright light on this. Um, and for giving us the opportunity to step into the world of possibilities in a new and amazing way. Thank you so much for yeah. all of your work. Ellen and Dr. Pat, thank you so much for having me. And thanks to your audience for listening and for loving themselves enough, seriously, to listen to these things. Because if you're listening right now, that's your indicator that you love yourself and you want more for yourself. Otherwise, you would not be listening. So thanks to both of you, but especially thank you to the audience who cares enough about themselves to listen to all these episodes and, and everything that they do for themselves. You've been listening to Recovery Recharged with Certified Life and Recovery Coach Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx. Don't miss your next opportunity to let me help you recharge your recovery let go of your secrets and change the way you think, feel, and act right here on TransformationTalkRadio.com.